It is the Brotherly Love Podcast on the eve of the NFL season. We are back with John Mita. I'm Joe O'Donnell. What's up to all the peeps out there? Johnny Mita, how you doing, my man? Doing well, Joe. I'm a terrible singer, but I'm going to give this rendition. Most wonderful time of the year. Da-da-ding, ding, da-da-ding, ding. So excited for football season. Just finished my fifth fantasy football draft. So I'm glad my teams are in place. So that that's exciting. Uh, sorry to the people and listeners out there. It's been a bit crazy. So we haven't put out as much material as we'd like to. Uh, both I went through a move and I, Joe has moved as well. So now that we're stable and steady, we're ready to get the NFL season going and uh, talk some Philly sports. I can't wait. Five fantasy drafts is insanity. Why? That's a great question, Joe, because you know what? <laughs> The reason why I do it is it's like five different groups of people. So, like, you know me, I'm the man of the people. I love people and different types of people. So, I just enjoy everyone's company. And if I can have the opportunity to talk some smack to other people, I mean, there's nothing better than that. The problem is I don't win enough. If I could win, that would be one thing. But, um, you know, I've won a couple leagues here and there, and that's about it. Yeah, I've noticed that you don't do a lot of winning in these drafts, and you're just pissing money away but that's neither here nor there i just don't know how you watch how do you watch games on a sunday when literally every single player in the league is affecting your team or the team you're playing i mean seriously think about that if you have five teams you're playing five opponents that's 10 teams 10 teams like 10 guys a team like where you literally have at least two-thirds of the nfl every single day every single snap that are affecting your outcome. It's too much for me, man. I, I've capped it at two teams. Last year, I did do a guillotine league, which I don't know if you know what those are. Uh-huh. That, was that was my it. my league last night, which I was, love because it's uh, it's just a different format. I like yes. it. I did one of those from about week nine on last year, and I actually won it. So I didn't do the full season. Oh, um, Cheaters never win, Joe. I'm just kidding. Well, it was drafting week nine, so I, you know, it was like a half year, John. Anyway, but I can't, I can't get into the five. I'm not challenging you. I'm just saying I can't handle five teams. Yeah, it's uh, it's a lot, Um, but I really enjoy the Red Zone channel. So, (laughs) Um, another reason when the Eagles aren't playing, I'm dialed into the Red Zone twenty four seven. I think it's literally one of the best channels ever created in the history of mankind but that's just me yeah i'm sure it's hard to argue that um so. all right we'll, we'll digress we'll talk Eagles right. here in a minute they got the lions in week one uh this sunday the nfl season starts tomorrow rams and bills uh we'll get your prediction on that momentarily but the fighting phils are in a uh pennant race as they say and it's september which the last two three years they've had average squads and September has killed them. The start of September was not pretty. In fact, the end of August was not pretty. But last night, the Phils walked it off. They beat the Marlins. Thank God. And they stayed, I think it's two, two and a half ahead of um, the rest of the non-playoff field. So, what are you thinking on the Phils? Can they straighten it out? It sounds like Sir Anthony could be back. Eflin could be back. Wheeler could be back all in the next two weeks. Harper has returned and has played very well, in my estimation. What do you make of the Phils? Can they figure it out with such an easy schedule down the stretch and not poop the bed 
and give us October baseball for the first time in a decade? Well, I mean, the things that we kind of talked about even on like the last podcast that we did, it was like, what type Aaron Nola are we going to be getting? Yep. Now, he, he got beat up a little bit the last two weeks. Yesterday, he settled in, had a nice performance, which was nice. The main concern, Zach Wheeler. Can he come back? Zach Wheeler and Anthony Dominguez can be pretty much who they were throughout the course of the year. I think we're going to be able to right the ship. And there is some worrisome with Ranger Suarez. He's kind of yeah, I don't know, fatigued. I don't, fatigued, hit that wall. That's a little worrisome. Obviously, we got Syndergaard. Um, so Pitt. the other thing is too, like the bats have kind of got a little quiet lately. They're not really hitting the home run since Bryce Harper's been back. He hasn't went yard yet. So I, I think they're going to find a way to get in. I really do. In heart of hearts, I believe that. If you watch, if you saw the end of last night, Gene Segura, there's a player that's never been to the postseason his entire career. He, hey, Ziggs, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, um, he's, just, he's, he's upset Jefferson's not here. I know. <laughs> it's hilarious. But with Gene Segura, I mean, you could just tell the fire. Like, he was pissed off that they walked Real Muto to get to him, and then he cracks a single and wins the game. And great slide by Bryce Harper uh, yep. to sneak in there, which was – that's what they need, a little confidence. It's nice when you can play some lesser competition, kind of get your mojo back a little bit, and we'll see what happens. But if you look at the standings as far as wild card, Milwaukee's leaking oil. They're not really playing that well. They're a couple games back. Even San Diego has leaked a lot of oil lately. So we're, we're right in the mix. You know, it's going to be a month. It's now or never. Um, so I – I think, and not only that, I, I think the manager has the uh, the temperament to uh, the temperament to um, to guide this team moving forward. So, yeah, I hope so. I mean, I've, Rob Thompson has had this team playing largely great baseball. Absolutely. Um, we'll see how it all shakes out, but I think I'm with you. You know, can they find a way to beat up on these lesser teams? You play who you play. And they got to they got to just stay with it. They really do. Um, Cassianos, you know, has been a disappointment. Now he's hurt. Um, you know, you mentioned the pitching. It's going to be so crucial down the stretch. Ranger Suarez was so good for so long. You know, if he can't give you much because of literally, you know, essentially an injury, fatigue, like his arm just can't do it the rest of the year. Or, you know, if he only has 15 innings left the rest of the season or something like that, now he becomes a bullpen guy. So, uh, that's a big blow. Kyle Gibson's got to continue. You know, if you can get Wheeler, Nola, and Gibson pitching well come October, I think this team has a chance. Um, exactly. And then if you get anything else from Eflin, Syndergaard, whoever, you know, it's a bonus. But this baseball team, uh, I believe they will will their way into it. I love the fact that Mean Gene played with such passion last night. He certainly went over the top on a, what it might not even have been a walk-off single. Like, the bat flip like that. On oh, the oh my. Hit. Yo, the bat flip was the craziest thing I've ever seen. Cause like he makes a hit and I'm like, what is that black object? Like you just yeah. looked up in the corner of the screen of your picture. I'm like, is that a bird? Like, what was that? And then, then you see the replay and you see that he helicopters a bat 300 feet in the air. It was unbelievable. And then well, he yeah, also, especially he, since it had, well, he almost hit like, himself. He almost ran yeah. under it. 
it Which didn't even score been. the run right away. Like it's not right. like Harper was at third base. Exactly. Like, it was a bang bang play at the plate, but no, um, I don't know. whatever. They got the win. They needed it badly. That's and, it. Just, um, these next nine games, I think they have what is it? Three with the Marlins, three with um, Washington, and then another three. Right? They're tied with San Diego right now for the second wild card spot. Right, but three the- games clear of Milwaukee, so they have a little breathing room. But yeah, they've got. They got the Nationals. Right. Uh, After the Marlins. Think, yeah. And then, and the, then the Marlins back in, in Florida, right? I think yeah, it's Marlins, then, National Marlins. Then they get the Braves. Then At some they get, point, the Astros. Oh, they yeah, have the Blue Jays again. Yeah, the so Astros. Get tough. Yeah, the Astros, I think, might be the last three-game or two-game yeah, series. Of the, and they, uh, could have, they could have everything clinched. Right. So they might not Which be playing be for anything. So yeah. we will uh, stay tuned on all that. All right, let's jump to the NFL. It's here. Quick, give me your prediction for the opening game, Bills-Rams. Who's winning and why? Um, i got to go with the Bills. Um, no, I, I, John Mita. Don't what? you know the track record? What is the track record? The Super Bowl champs come out and they win. That's what happens. I know. Nobody wins on opening night. That's true. When, they, when the rings are presented, you know what? It's time to buck that trend. Plus, I have Josh Allen on one of my fantasy oh, here we go. five teams. Now, no, I'm going with the Buffalo, but nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. No, I'm going with the Bills. They've improved the roster like what they did in the draft. They got some nice pieces. And, they, listen, they they took, they went toe-to-toe with Kansas City. I And the Rams, at some point, you might get that Super Bowl hangover. Now, I don't know if it's going to be in game one, but I, I, I like the Rams, dude. I think they went by a touchdown. You mean the Bills? I mean the Bills. Jeez, you got me. All, you got me all jammed up. I don't know what to uh, say. But now I'm. I believe in the Bills. I believe in their coaching staff. I, I believe in their weapons, man. Their weapons are are. I mean, you know, I'm a huge Gabriel Davis fan. They got Diggs yep. and Th- Dawson Knox. He just signed a four year extension, um, this afternoon. So. I don't know. Why do you think the Rams are going to win? You tell me. Give me the other I'm side. I'm just telling you that the opening game. The Super Bowl champs, it's pretty much – I'd have to go back and look, but I'd say over the last five years, I don't think any one of them lost. No, the Eagles right. didn't lose. Yeah, yeah. The Eagles yeah. squeezed one out against the Falcons in that rematch game. That's true. That's true. You know, yeah. uh, last year the Buccaneers won. Yeah. Smoked, smoked the Cowboys. Uh, I know. Uh, how, about, how about that? They play again on opening day. Who, was, uh, who won the year between? Uh, the Chiefs, the Patriots? right? No, oh, the, Chiefs the Chiefs and the Patriots. Right? Right they beat there. the 49ers, right? Is that yeah. the year? That, no. Right? Yep. Uh, no, you're right. Uh, and the year uh, before that, the Pats won because they beat the Rams. That was the year after they lost to the Eagles. Okay. So I'd have to check their week one results, but my guess is they won. Sure. So – well, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell trend, you right now that the trends last five will be made six in, years. Is this our first bird love podcast bet for a case of well a bottle of liquor for me and a case of bush light for you? I guess my friend. <laughs> All right, I'll take the Rams. All right, I like it. Outright, book it. Good. Um, I don't have first. one Ram on my any of my fantasy teams. So oh that... God, here we go, fantasy <laughs> here. Fantasy Frank, I'm back. Uh, yeah. It's better than talking politics, isn't it, Joe? Tell the oh truth. Tell the truth. Ah, come on now. 
Amen. Now the, the membership rejoices. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. Sunday, Birds right. Eagle or Sunday, Birds yeah. Lions. Right. And uh, I guess my only fear, John Mead, is that this football team starts two and zero. I mean, sorry, zero and two. Jesus, I'm like. That's not a thing to fear. That's the thing. And my and my fear, my fear of that is that obviously they don't win week one. Uh huh. So talk me uh, again. Uh I think they win the football game. Uh I just, as a Philadelphia sports fan, worry about waking up on Monday, on Tuesday, September the nineteenth, or whatever it is, and the Eagles are zero and two. Because if that is the case, it's Tuesday the twentieth. So mm-hmm. if I wake up on Tuesday, September 20th, and the birds are 0-2, I'm going to lose my mind. The All Minnesota right. game is going to be tough. Home, road, on Mars. Mm-hmm. They're gonna, the Vikings are going to put up points in that football game. Yeah, but we all know Kirk Cousins is the worst Monday night you football say, quarterback in the history. say whatever you want. He Justin is. Look it up. is going to Monday. have a game. And Kirk Against Cousins who? plays very well. He always kills Eagles, and I hate him for that because I think he's the most overrated football player in the entire National Football League. And not only overrated, but overpaid. Uh, Trust me, I don't want to drink this Vikings Kool-Aid, especially now that I'm living out here. I hope the Eagles win by 40 points. Skull, skull, All right, well, anyway, let's get back to Detroit. All right, so – Detroit, let me ask you a question. Just walk me out, walk me through the formula to winning this game. I know they can do it. I expect them to do it. Sure. I know a lot of people are on the fence listen, there. I'm just listen. saying, should they lay an egg in week one? I'm mm-hmm. worried they start 0-2. Okay. None of that's going to happen, in my opinion. Here's why, okay? Now, I know everyone's – I've been watching Hard Knocks. I'm a huge fan of the show. Everyone's all geeked up about Detroit. I like their coaching staff, decent coaching staff. But when it comes down to it, who's got the better players? Who's got the better roster? Okay, they have the home field advantage, but we went in there and beat the brakes off them 44 to 6 last year. So yep. clearly we know, you know, where we can take advantage of them. Okay, we have who's got a better offensive line? The Eagles or the Lions? We do. Who's got a better defensive line? The Eagles or the Lions? We do. Or the Eagles do. Who's got, you know, who's got a better secondary? Right now, I would say the Eagles do. Um, yep. I mean, if you just break down every face. Now, the only thing I might tell you where the, the Lions have one advantage over the Eagles, I would say special teams, you know, because, you know, it took us, you know, five weeks of preseason not to even find a solidified or punt returning position yeah. or our kick returning. So when it comes to that, that is a little worrisome. However, I look at what Jalen Hurts has as far as weapons go, and I'm more confident in these weapons moving forward than I've this is the best receiving core they've had since Deshaun Jackson and, and Jeremy Macklin. And when you still have Brent Selleck in somewhat of a decent. And Jazz Hands, Jason Avant. Oh, Jason Avant. I mean, when you can throw I feel out like, eight... I feel like Zach Pascal is going to be the new Jason Avant. Very well said. But that, that makes you feel good, right? Yeah. Somebody that needs you to get that third down. You know, it's that third and short, that third and seven. He's got to make a contested catch like over the middle or something like that or down the seam. I'm with you. I mean, you look at their four receivers between Quez Watkins, A.J. Brown. uh, Devontae, I think, is just going to eviscerate some people because if A.J. Brown gets a lot of double coverage, they got to worry about Dallas Goddard in the middle of the field. So 
if you're covering him with a linebacker and a safety, I mean, Devontae should be able to eat all up and down the football field. I expect a monster year out of him. So I just – the question is, it's going to come down to Jalen Hurts. You know, can he throw the football? We are going to find out. I think they're going to come out. I'm really confident. Now, again, the thing that stinks for me is I just hate the fact that this football team doesn't take the preseason more serious. I know you want to keep guys healthy. But listen, you can play against your players and they know your tendencies, but I just think they should get more reps in preseason. I'm sorry. Would it really kill the football team to play a quarter in each preseason games? And I'm talking about the starters. Would that really wear them out? I you talking about, oh, we have these joy practices. Uh, let's uh, with the joy practice. Uh, they, they did a great job today. Like baloney. I'm so sick of hearing that crap. But that's my, the new preseason. Yeah, right. Exactly. So, it my, is. yeah, it is. The only problem is we're still paying those godly, unawful prices for preseason tickets. But let me not digress. But what I'm saying is, I I just, when you have new personnel, right, look at their defense, right? A lot of new pieces on defense. Yep. Hassan Reddick, Jordan Davis. You you pretty much got two to three new linebackers. You got it. Bradbury. You got a new safety. You're talking about five, like between four and five new pieces on your defense. How are you going to build that chemistry? How are you going to gel together? If you're not repping together in game situations, that's my downfall. So if they start out sluggish and like crap, like your fearful prediction of, hey, this could be 0-2. I hope it's not, but it could be. Then to me, I would just blame the preparation and them not preparing hard enough when it comes to, you know, training camp and preseason. Again, I fully expect the Eagles to win week one. I'm just worried if they don't. I don't yeah. think people understand how difficult that week two game is going to be. Exactly. Especially since the Vikings don't play particularly well against the Packers, and that's their matchup week one. Right. So they got a tough schedule to start. So they got the Packers right. and the Eagles. And, you know, that's – Which they could be, be – I guess what I'm saying is if they're 0-1 coming right. into Philly Monday Night Football – they're about as desperate as it gets because, you all, you know, uh, I know it's a 17-week season now, but, like, still, the numbers are what they are. You start 0-2, it's awfully damn hard to get back into the playoffs. Oh, yeah. You know, and uh, I know the Eagles have done it. I know other teams have done it. I know it's not impossible. But, you know, yep. I just would like the Eagles to come out Sunday and just win the football game. It doesn't have to be pretty. I know there's going to be some chemistry issues and communication issues defensively and you know, maybe Hurts starts a little – like, I, I I know. I get that. I'm going to try and have patience. But they got to find a way to get the W. And they do that, I'll feel better about life. But I just have this uh, – again, I'm not worried so much about Sunday and the Lions. I think they get the win. I'm just like, man, my if you're like, what's your biggest fear for the Eagles season? It is that literally – they're going to start 0-2. It's not like injuries. It's not, man, the schedule's tough in this stretch or the Cowboys are going to be so good. Or, like, I, I don't think the NFC is that great. I just no. like there's just no, this I, thing like – if, if you if break it Eagles down, were, I literally think there might be, like, four teams that have a legitimate shot to, to go to the Super Bowl. Between four and five teams. And, and, I, and, the, it, Eagles sure, the, and Eagles the Eagles might be in the mix. Yeah, exactly. So, I'm, I'm expecting I'm, 11 wins. I mean, okay. it's a nine-win team last year. Mm-hmm. I think they're 
remarkably better on paper. Again, we have just seen, especially even under the Doug Peterson era, this team is kind of started a little slow, three and three, whatever, and then they get their division games and they kind of gel and go on a run. And, yes, you want to be playing your best football in December. It just sucks as a fan base to have to deal with six days between games when your team's three and five and you're staring out for two teams in a bad division. You know what I mean? Like, that, it's just the worst it's the worst for, from a fan standpoint. And I don't want to go through it again, and that's my worry, is that their record will not be good to start. And we're gonna, it's going to take a month to get out of the hole, and we're all going to hate ourselves. Yeah. I mean, that's – listen, I mean, look at last year. Until the, uh, the flower yeah. speech, I mean, we were like – the sky was falling. I mean, they yeah. looked decent against Atlanta week one. You're like, all right, we got a little something. And then they just plummet. So – yeah, it's, it's going to be important, and maybe the coaching staff has learned. You know, my biggest fear for this season, obviously, you want to see the progression of Jalen Hurts. We're all rooting for the guy. We Listen, if he can be decent and above average, then they have a legitimate shot to, to do some things. My biggest fear is the defensive coordinator, Jonathan Gannon. I heard people talking about their soul, oh, I need the more personnel, blah, 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 he'll do better. I, I just – you know, people can make that statement, but what bothered me about Jonathan Gannon last year is that they played Tampa Bay during the regular season, get their doors kicked in, and they literally came back with the same game plan. Yep. Okay? And to me, that is the definition of insanity. To keep doing the same things over and over and expect a different result, it's just crazy. Like, they put no pressure on Brady. All the quarterbacks, when they played good quarterbacks last year, they looked average at best. When they played terrible quarterbacks, the defense really came to play. So my whole thing is I just want to see. He's got all the pieces now. If he doesn't get it this year, if he doesn't get it this year, if he doesn't get it done this year, then see you later. I just want to see aggressive. Now, I don't need to blitz 80% of the time, but when you have two really decent, good cover corners, that gives you the ability to set some people loose, to let the linebackers go free, to bring a safety in the box and send him on a safety blitz. Like, let's not be passive. I know they're like, oh, you don't want to get beat by the big play. So you get beat by one big play. It's not like you're going to get blown out of the water. You know, if you start getting – if you continue to get embarrassed and they're, they're gouging you with, you know, 30 to 40 to 50-yard completions, I get it then maybe you sit back with two deep safeties. But right now you have the personnel to do some things. So let's let's do it. I and... think, uh, John Mita, I agree uh, 100%. I, uh, I will say this, though. Like, I think that because of the lack of familiarity with the pieces, I think you're going to see a softer defense. Um well, I'm not into sauce, so that, that that's. Uh, I know, I but I just like, like just wait, play vanilla, wait. just play base, just play everything in front of you. Like that's what I expect until they are comfortable with the communication and the scheme and all those things. Maybe I'm wrong, but yeah, well, you know, I think you might be beating your head against the wall Sunday, especially if Goff's taking everything underneath and he's on his game. Yeah. Well, I mean that's it, but I mean listen. they got to win the line of scrimmage. You look, that's you it. A great that's point. it. They have a better the, offensive the defensive line. line. They have a listen. better defensive line, right? Defensive line, right? Unacceptable for this team. Okay, when you have the pieces of Fletcher Cox, 
um, Hargrave, Josh Sweat. You got Brandon Graham coming back. You got Derek Purcell, Val Barnett, Tyron Jackson. You, you, um, Hassan Reddick. I mean, you have How about some... the new guy, the space eater, Jordan Davis. Yeah, I mean, well, in him, Jordan Davis. Yeah. So, the, the, there's no excuses. Yeah, none. There's no none, excuses. None whatsoever. By the way, just saw this on Twitter. Literally. Oh, boy. Oh boy. Here we go. The Lions home game, Lions-Eagles Sunday, has been is sold out. It is the first standing room only game for the Lions since 2019. Wow. I mean, that means we're traveling, people. That's what that means. You know, there's no You're not giving the Lions fans any credit? Come on, cuz. Are you kidding me? I mean, <laughs> it's Detroit. Well, this Come guy, on. this guy, Ari Myrov, uh, covering the NFL for oh, Football, I like, football Focus. Okay, all right. You know Ari? I tune in to Ari, Ari here and start, there. Ari starts his tweet with, Buzz in Detroit is real. Should I respond and say, the birds are coming to town? Ask them if HBO purchased the remaining tickets they need to sell out. <laughs> uh-huh. Great question. Great question. Exactly. Great point. Nah, uh, listen. Listen, they should be excited. I mean, they're getting better. I mean, that, that team played tough as hell. I mean, they lost some close games last year. I mean. They stink. The Baltimore game with the, the doink, the, the, seven, the 66-yard field goal. I mean, you even talk about Heartbreak Hotel for Come them. Come on. They stink. Well, I mean, listen. There's no way we should. We should not. We should. The Eagles should win this game by at least ten points. Yep, ten points. I'm with you. You know, so I first play is going to AJ Brown, right? We all know that first play from scratch. I mean, I would think there's a it's strong be play action or Miles Sanders or an AJ Brown on a slant or a slant. You know, like. Send AJ Brown on a slant and then do Devontae with a slugger with the single coverage down below and 70 yards in a cloud of dust. Yeah, I mean they're gonna they're gonna try to take some shots. I mean it's they tried in the first preseason game. They tried. I mean, they just, you know, didn't execute it, but we'll see. But I mean, if you're Detroit, you don't think that's coming. So We'll see. All right, give me one prediction on the birds before we wrap this up. Some type of bold prediction, season prediction. Give me something. Hot take. All right, hot take. I think hot take. I think both receivers go over a thousand yards yes. this season, and and they both have at least eight touchdowns. Starters, Smith and Brown. Wow. I think it, I think it's going to be a deadly duo, man. I really do. Well, you know what that means. That means I will double down on your bold prediction. That means Jalen Hurts is going to break the Eagles single season passing record. Oh, daddy. And what, how many is that? How many yards is that? It's got to be believe, McNabb, right? I think it was Wentz, actually. Wentz? And I think it oh. was in 2018. Jesus. Okay. But I will verify that right now. Why don't you get And he only played record? 12 games, right? 12 Why games. You... He broke the passing record. More passing yards than McNabb, really? Why don't you give me your season prediction as far as um, while I'm looking this up? All right. So stat-wise, this is what I expect from Jalen Hurst. I say he throws 30 touchdowns. He runs for eight. This is a big prediction. And he throws for over 4,000 yards. 
and the defense plays, gets into the top 10, which I think they're highly capable of being a top 10 defense. I think we're going to be marching late into January. But that, that would be – and that's the best-case scenario for this football team. Think about it. If you find out that Jalen Hurts is the franchise quarterback for this team moving forward, now you have ter- two first-round picks. You can go get yourself a young corner, probably another defensive end, pass rusher or something of that ilk, maybe a safety, and just keep improving the football team. So that's what I'm hoping and praying for. I love the kid. I love his moxie. I think he's the perfect type of personality to le- to play football in this town because it's going to take some tough skin. And he's been to Alabama. He's played in big games in Alabama and Oklahoma. So I think he just – the, the two places. You look at where he was successful in college, right? Played at Alabama. Had some success there. Why? Why did he have success at Alabama? Because he had good players to throw the football to and good running backs. Boom. Why is he successful at Oklahoma? Because they had good offensive weapons. I think now we're going to find out. It's now or never. I hope it's now for him. And he's putting some work in the offseason. Let's see it translate. I know, like, nobody nobody has any clue if he's improved as far as mechanics or nothing because we saw him for, like, one series – you know, he leads the team down. They get a touchdown, and and then, boom, he's back in the witness protection program, just like my driver oftentimes on the golf course. But, you know, I, I'm like, I'm, I'm just, I'm so stoked. I haven't been this excited for an Eagles season in a long time. And you know how much I love defense. I'm excited with the new additions on defense. I really think they could be a special unit if, and it is the big if of all time, if they're deployed correctly, from one other than Jonathan Gannon. So the Eagles franchise record, Carson Wentz, 2019, 4,039 yards. I, I listen, he's got so seven. I'm telling you right now, if Brown and Smith go over a thousand each, he's breaking that record this year. So I'm that's sh- all double down on your bull prediction. And I'll add this I'm health sh- on the offensive line, John Mita. Huh? I'm praying to the football gods, give us health on the offensive line. Jason, yeah. Kel- Jason Kelsey, I want mm-hmm. him to play in all 17 games. I yeah. want him to be healthy. I want him to go out on top on his terms. Yeah. Uh, you know, you got Brandon Graham coming back on the defensive side off a major injury. You know, football yeah. gods bless yeah. us with a healthy season for the Lions in particular. But yeah. Most importantly, that offensive line. Yeah. And no. I think they're going to be a group that carries this team. Don't be afraid to run the damn football. And exactly. hurts. Use your legs when you got to, my friend. That's it. Beat the Lions, twenty-seven seventeen. Okay. Go one and zero. Ease all my fears. Let's get this season off on the right foot. All right, my prediction: Eagles thirty-four, Lions thirteen. We're coming hard. We're coming. And we're coming strong on both phases. Wow. So, That's yep. a wrap. And thirty-four to thirteen, and the Eagles' defense is. Comes up with at least three sacks of the quarterback, even though they only had 29 in the course of the year and still made the playoffs through the miracle of Christ. And and they're going to have three turnovers. So over three sacks and over three turnovers. And then I'll say fantasy. <laughs> so let's go, birds. All right. Appreciate you, Johnny Mates. We'll try and get this. Oh. Uh, let's try and get something rolling before week two. Yeah, try to get this posted so we can just let the people hear. 
hear, hear the truth. You know, we're all in search of the truth. Hopefully we, <laughs> we gain some of that. <laughs> all right. Good talk as always. Go birds. Appreciate everybody tuning in. Hopefully the fills don't fall apart in September. We'll be back with you in a week or so. Brother Love Podcast for John Bita, Joe O'Donnell. Fly, go fly. Till next time. We'll see.